Because I think, like, to me, I didn't really see it much as blood play as, like, them needing to eat. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. Today we have a very spicy vampire book. Shout out to Twilight for getting us here. But before we get into it, Sav, how are you doing? I am fantastic because I have a vampire fetish through and through. It is a thing. It has been a thing since our Lord and Savior Edward Cullen came into (laughs) I have read every vampire thing. I've watched every vampire thing. So I am hyped getting into my full vampire fetish today how are you it's been a week so i have a few i have a few bullet points to go okay good (laughs) first i need to start out with that um a man wants to write my grandma a letter emily texted me last this last (laughs) night and i was fucking hyped because i thought he wanted to write her a letter and i said oh my god he's gonna address you as my dearest emily but then i was like I reread and I was like, oh, why does she want to send your grandma a letter? I don't know, but I would just like to say that I will be reading that letter before I hand it to her because I, I, I just have to. 100%. I am surrounded by men in hot suits during lunchtime <laughs> being, because I'm downtown. So all these guys are getting lunch. But regardless of what I wear, I have like a 30 pound backpack. So it's so obvious. That I'm a student. And so it's nice. Lunchtime has been nice. And then I went out over the weekend, but I didn't talk to any men. Like it wasn't kind of like that kind of going out night, but that's, that's kind of it. What is this last bullet point? A man was bossy and I loved it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Were you just going to not include <laughs> I was like, I did the other thing. No, but he was. And I loved it. And I texted Sab and I was like, was books have ruined me because because I loved I wrote about it in my journal oh you wrote about it in your journal I did because I was like if I like this I was like I just gotta cut the shit with the whole dating thing because like I like this but not the guy in that way like it's not gonna ever happen so I was just and I'm like reading a billionaire romance I was like this is just all so fitting well, I'm glad that you're having all these fun adventures with men out in the wild. I am having no fun adventures with men. I mean, obviously, because I'm married. But this weekend, I was watching my cousins, who I guess I'm kind of more of like an aunt than a cousin because they were born like so late into my life. And we were at Willie's last night, and I have these kids, like the fun nanny or whatever. And there was this very attractive guy. But then I was looking at him like, I'm not going to do anything. But then one of my cousins is like, are you not going to come sit with us? And I was like, could was you imagine? Was yeah. Could you imagine if I was single and trying to run game and they just fucking ruined it? Like, Excuse you. I'm having a moment here. That's so funny. Yeah. She was like tugging on me. Like, what are you doing? Pick up the pace. And I was like. Calm it down. Now I look like a fucking weak ass bitch. <laughs> uh, what willies for scientific purposes? Oh, 
I'm so bad at Atlanta geography. So I, I actually don't know. The one the in closest... Buckhead has a lot of hot men. No, it was definitely not in Buckhead. It was the one closest to my mom's house. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, I'm glad. Atlanta? Okay, so Emily and my mom, my mom bought this house. It's a mile from Emily's house. So whenever I'm home, this morning she asked me if I wanted Starbucks because she could just swing by and get it for me. We're like little neighbors. And it reminds me of college again. I know, RIP. <laughs> what was your gem story? And if you don't like it, then we can cut it. Okay. So, like, my, like, nipples never get cold, right? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> okay. Like, like, never. Like, never turned on. Nothing. You don't get hard nips on the regular? No. Like, I, like, never. Oh. And so, I'm at the gym. And I'm wearing, like, my little, like, workout, you know, like, outfit did. Uh, I'm ready. have my headphones on, everything. And I, like, cut the corner. And it's, like, the hottest man ever seen. And then just hard. <laughs> and it was so obvious. And I'm over here trying to, like, scratch a little bit. And I just had to, like, turn. And I was walking to the treadmill, beat face red. I was just, like, this has never happened. Oh my god. Did you talk to him? No. No, because he was like in the middle of like you could tell that he was like an office kind of guy because uh-huh. he was like had his AirPods in was like arguing with somebody like on the phone over like business and like that was hot. It's so hot. <laughs> and I was just like and so I went on my little tread my little treadmill. Okay, so. but if your nips if the headlights turned on for him, I feel like that's a sign. You should run into him again. So that's the thing. I the time that I went to the gym, I never go during that time. So I was like, when's like the t- like the time I'm ever gonna see him again? But oh, that was bummer. my embarrassing gym story. Well, I'm glad that we had some. The nips are getting awoken. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that they're waking up. I was like, I was just like, this is so embarrassing. But yeah, that's pretty much oh. it. Okay, it's not embarrassing. My nipples are always hard. Constantly. Like, well, this is the thing. I, like, saw this, like, thing that, like, you're, um, you can actually make your boobs bigger if you don't wear bras all the time. Like, it's, like, healthier for them. Okay, if that was true, I would have quadruple Ds. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bra right now. <laughs> so, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stop. Yeah. No, I never wear a bra. I don't wear a bra out. I don't wear a bra at home. I don't wear a bra if I'm running errands. Now, I love bodysuit. I love a good bodysuit. And so I just don't wear one because I have a bodysuit. Yeah, exactly. I've been a big fan of the, like, tops with built-in shelf bras recently. Yep. Like, the workout tops. That's what I've been doing a lot. Yep. Comfort. I would like to talk about what I've been reading. Okay. Oh, you've been reading good stuff, too. I read the first book in the Eden series, Juniper Hill. No. Indigo Ridge. They all have these kind of like, like could be bumpkin girl names. Indigo Ridge, Juniper Hill, like could be a McKinley situation. Read the first book in the Eden series, Indigo Ridge. It was basically, if you like the show Yellowstone, it was hot Yellowstone. So I didn't hate it. I liked it. 
I'm not in, I'm not much for a small town or like a country bumpkin typically, but it was pretty good. And then I read this book last night and I'm pissed because I saw it on TikTok, thought it was going to be spicy, fucking paid $5.99 for it on Kindle. And it was YA. No. No. I'm upset. It was described as enemies to lovers. Okay. No, you cannot have a YA enemies to lovers. Like no. that's not how this goes. That's so that's what I've been reading. Yeah, I know. I'm upset. Did you get the same feeling, like the feel from Ivy? Because it's the same author who wrote the Edens. It was like a little mysterious. And so the the main character in the first Eden story is a cop. And so she's like investigating suicides, basically. So there was like a little bit of like mystique intrigue going on but for the most part no I didn't get I didn't get the same feeling here's the thing with me for like a small town romance this is fucked up and I might have to cut this out (laughs) I can't read a book about a small town country man because then I'm like well he's a Trump supporter (laughs) (laughs) because you know everybody in Yellowstone was a Trump supporter yeah conservative and so I'm like this man doesn't want me to have rights like I really- <laughs> <laughs> can't get down with him so that's where I get lost on like a small town out west cowboy story is because I'm like this is Trump country he voted for <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> and that's different between the country bumpkin not wanting us to have rights and then the mafia king not wanting us to have rights yeah yeah, yeah. two like, different a things. mafia king would actually probably be a democrat but like he wants to hide me in his basement <laughs> he fundamentally wants to worship me but his job is just interfering right now exactly <laughs> exactly so you know it's the green flag yeah agreed so I finished the Devil series, truly an amazing series. Every book was a five-star read. So then I read the book that we are discussing today, and I'm finishing up The Do-Over by T.L. Swan, which is the last book in the Miles High Club. I'm on a dark romance binge next, and I, I cannot wait. Yeah, I got um, some Chantel Tessier books I'm going to read next. Oh, and she's coming out with another one. She's coming out. Okay. Everybody on this podcast knows that The Ritual is my book. Love The Ritual. I bought the hard copy. It's coming in the mail. She is coming out with a book that is in The Ritual world. And it is supposed to be her darkest book. And I read her Dare series. And I'm like, if this is going to be the darkest book, I'm hyped. I have no idea what to expect. And I think I know. I think Sav and I know who it's going to be about. But I am. Pump. It's gonna be my Super Bowl. <laughs> like I'm so excited. I think I'm gonna read God of Pain by Marina Kent. The next one in the like psychopath series came out, and I'm thinking that's what's next for me. I bought the hard copy, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, and then I bought the hard copy of all of the parents' books. Oh, dreamy. But, but there's like eight of them. I am hype as fuck for the month of October because so many books are coming out in October. Yeah. We get The King of Wrath. Is that what it's called? 
Yeah. From okay, from Anna Wang. Hi. We get Colleen Hoover. Fucking, it starts with us, which I am gonna read. We are coho girls on this podcast. I don't know where we're going with this, but I will read it. I just feel like so many good books are coming out in October. Yeah, LJ is coming out with a reverse harem in October called Beautiful Graves. So I'm I'm living for October. I want to know what happened to Tessa Bailey's reverse harem. I know. I like it's nowhere. Not on Instagram. I try to Google it. It's just nowhere. And I'm like, because it was supposed to come out in October. I'm crushed, honestly. I'm not okay. Yeah. So if you have the inside of what happened, please let us know. Because we please want let to us know. know. Yeah, Tessa Bailey reverse harem is going to be my Super Bowl. Like, I will not be well. But I feel like we have a lot of good books coming out. It's, I'm also still deep in my fantasy series. The YA book that I read was about witches. So this is the first installment of Emily Reed's fantasy. And if we're being honest, like, this was, the plot was minimal here. <laughs> this is not a lot of plot. But, um... We're going to keep going and keep getting Emily to read fantasy. So Katie Robert is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of contemporary romance and romantic suspense. Her writing has been called unspeakably hot, which we completely agree with. She lives in the Pacific Northwest with her family and pets who think they are lap dogs. Books by Katie include Neon Gods, Stone Heart, and Wicked Beauty. And today we'll be discussing Court of the Vampire Queen, which is a MMMF love story between vampires. And we don't have a dedication this week, but we're dedicating this to Twilight for getting us into vampires. I fucking love Twilight. Do you love Twilight? I absolutely love Twilight. Do you remember when Twilight was getting super popular? So the last two movies haven't come out yet. And a movie came out making fun of the Twilight saga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was just thinking about that randomly, but I ate Twilight up. Cinematic masterpiece. The Voltaire, 100%. everything. 100%. And then E, if you don't know this, the E Network does a vampire. <laughs> I've watched Twilight like 17 times so far this fall. They do Twilight marathons like every weekend pretty much from August until December because that is the moody time. I would also like to say this. Stephanie Meyer has been faulted for her writing. Like, if you try to reread Twilight, it doesn't hit the same way that it did when you were 12. However, her depiction of depression in New Moon, when it's just the pages of months and the way that they did it in the movie, is God-tier. I've never seen mental illness depicted so well. She is a, she is a mastermind. She created a masterpiece. She did. She just really did. I don't think anything can ever top those movies. No. No. I'm such a whore for Robert Pattinson, too. So that has stuck with me. I need to see. Has his Batman come out yet? Emily, yeah. It came out, like, last year. I also had to mention, you know how we talked about Austin Butler being fine as hell who played Elvis? Now Jacob (laughs) O'Leary is playing Elvis. Okay. Elvis is not that tall. We got to be honest. Like, I know. <laughs> I, okay. In the Austin Butler Elvis drama, you know how everyone was roasting him for his accent? And like Austin Butler really thinks that he's like, he's not taking this news well because he thinks no. that he's Elvis. <laughs> but I don't want this to give me the ick on Jacob Elordi if he talks like Elvis and I hate it. 
Yeah. I also am just like, but I think that he's supposed to be like a side character because it's supposed to be about Priscilla. Yeah, but he's still going to be Elvis. That is true. I mean, Did the you- Kaya Gerber deep, deep conspiracy of her and Elvis, of her now dating the two people that have played Elvis, it's wild. Listen, Jacob Elordi can do no wrong. Sav and I are big kissing booth stands. So in that, so we're also Jacob Elordi stands. Yeah, I mean, Jacob Elordi deserves all the hype because he already showed us what he's capable of in kissing booth one, two, or three. Do you think he's like kinky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Nate Jacobs is kinky. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for letting me rant about Twilight. That's all good. <laughs> Before we get into... The plot review. I want to read y'all this content note, this trigger warning. Are you ready? Court of the Vampire Queen is a dark and incredibly spicy book that contains dubious consent, blood play, patricide pregnancy, blood, gore, explicit sex, vomiting, discussions about abortion, abusive parent, father historical off page, attempted sexual assault alluded to non-graphic and attempted drugging this book is the compilation of the previously published bloodline vampire trilogy sacrifice air and queen (laughs) so if you were curious about what we're talking about we basically this book my Kindle says it's 550 minutes of vampire biting, fucking, biting, fucking. It's just a continuous loop of biting and fucking. Sad's not wrong. And we ate that shit. <laughs> we did. Like, literally, first chapter shit happens. And this is the thing. Sad and I have been wanting a book like this. And it did not disappoint. No, it did not at all. Honestly, I'm so disappointed because I was on my period when I read this. So I couldn't even like fully, I couldn't even fully introduce it into my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotta reread. I gotta reread, obviously. (laughs) But basically, again, plot is secondary. The plot of this book is that the world that we live in has seven bloodline vampires. Mina is the daughter of one of these bloodlines and he is a outrageous piece of shit he's abusive he's controlling he's not a good leader father all of the above mina is born as a dampier which basically means that she has no vampire powers like none of her powers have evolved yet and so because of this her father sends her to malachi to basically be like a sex slave either she dies at his hands or he gets her pregnant what we get instead? <laughs> Mina becomes a seraphim, which basically means that she is like this extinct class of angels who have power over vampires. And Malachi falls in love with her. So does his homie Wolf. And so does his homie Rylan. And we get this MMMF fuck fest, basically. <laughs> for a majority of the book it is beautiful we love this to unlock her seraphim powers they had to basically all fuck her at the same time i mean truly it gets a little outrageous but incredibly spicy 
plot was minimal, but it was there. There was like some classic fantasy saving the world situation, but that is pretty much the gist of it. I read fantasy and I liked it. So I gave <laughs> I gave it four stars. I've been looking for a Den of Vipers like book. And I'm really glad that Sav told me to read this. It wasn't as dark as Den of Vipers, but it was just so like hot. I did really feel bad for Mina because her dad's like a true piece of shit. And I am really glad that she was sent to Malachi's house because he didn't just treat her like like a sex slave. Like he was like, We're gonna spar, we're gonna um unlock your powers he was like and she since she is like a mix she has to eat like human food he had the fridge stocked for her he was like i am going to take care of of you and he helps her discover her powers i did like like i did like the let's overthrow the evil father plot line but this is where i gave it four stars i felt like it fell really flat towards the end like the killing of her dad was very anticlimactic I was thinking like a Katniss Everdeen kills snow kind of like dun 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 moment, but I just felt like it felt flat, but I was really happy when she did get pregnant because you could see like how much she wanted to have the baby and they do have the hard topics of abortion because she understands that the baby will not only save her life, but it'll also save the other vampires lives. But Malachi and like her friends were like, you don't want this. We can like try again another time, which love those kind of conversations and she just felt like so loved by all the men which was like a new feeling for her I really was wondering how the book was going to end but if you read the epilogue we do it does have a very like cute happy ending in the end okay because Emily doesn't read fantasy she doesn't know that basically you can have a beautiful book 75% of the way through and then the last 25% is them solving whatever world ending problem that they solve and then it's just done it's so annoying it happens in every fucking book the last like 100 pages is either like a war or something happening and then it's just resolved so common issue in fantasy books you are not alone for thinking that I something that I really liked about Mina I did find her kind of annoying at times. She really grew on me, but I think it it really portrayed this idea that she had like no confidence, no sense of self, no direction. She was basically ignored and abused and treated poorly her whole life. And so then she stumbles into this old ass vampire's house who she really thinks is probably gonna kill her. And he treasures her and she doesn't know how to react. And when they're, they're like devising, when they're creating this plan to unlock her power, she consistently is like, I cannot let myself hope for this because if I hope for it and it doesn't happen, it's going to crush me. And so like, I really liked her development because you start off thinking she is so weak and so annoying, but then like the love that she gets from these men helps her grow and flourish, which I really did enjoy. Yeah, I do. I did really like her growth, like Mina's growth. And I think that we can all like relate, like when we've like, can't trust men and then you actually like meet somebody that is like trustworthy and you're like so hesitant and you don't want to like her love language was words of affirmation. Yeah. I like too when in a story, y'all have heard me complain about this before, like horrific abuse can be really important to add to someone's character development. 
but like thank you katie girl for not making me read it and just like inferring that it was bad you know what i'm saying like we don't always need to really know we don't need to read it we don't need to hear what's going on so i appreciated that she just inferred like she let us infer about what was happening yeah i agree and her trigger warning she literally went through everything yes which i like like i would rather you have such a descriptive trigger warning that i'm like i know exactly what i'm getting into than to not say it at all i agree okay well (laughs) since the plot was minimal we're gonna move on and get into the spice because this was the i said this was the spiciest book i've ever read i gave it five peppers I gave it three and a half. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I think Den of Vipers is still the hot. I I think this is spicier. This is not as spicy as Den of Vipers, dude. What is it gonna take for you to get the five peppers? I don't know. Den, Den was, of Vipers has been my only five star, my only five pepper read. This had three partners. Blood play. I don't understand. Our pepper ratings are broken. <laughs> Because I think, like, to me, I didn't really see it much as blood play as, like, them needing to eat. (laughs) There's blood everywhere. They're biting each other as they're doing it. That's true. But because they need to, like, feed. I mean, I guess. None of these guys are as, like, messed up and fucked up as Diesel. So I just think that... Yeah, the water bottle scene in Den of Vipers. You <laughs> really have a psycho kink. And, like, that's okay. I'm not judging you for it, but you really do. Yeah, watch me give God a pain five peppers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm probably going to read that one next, so I'll have my recap next week. Five peppers and five stars from our girl who loves the psycho. So. Well, I gave this five peppers. I put... Uh, like, I think this is the spiciest book I've ever read. It could be because I have such a vampire kink that this is just, like, really fucking doing it for me. But it was. I want to talk about... I didn't even attempt to highlight, like, my favorite spicy parts because I would have highlighted the entire book. But I would like to talk about a couple of things that I found incredibly hot. One is that Wolf and his blood situation and that he could pool blood to the parts of your body to make you feel more pleasure was incredible I was such a fan of that the second was in the beginning when Malachi is like not forcing her to have sex with him and he was basically like oh no if if you're gonna fuck me you're gonna know and so I'm not forcing you to do anything my door is open and ready whenever you'd like to come. And then Malachi and Wolf have this fun male-male relationship. She hears what's going on and she goes and she's like, well, I'm just going to watch. And watching turned into being an active participant. It was just, it was so spicy. There was so much spice. I can't get over it. That scene was really hot. So hot. I, if, if we were going to highlight, the whole book would have been highlighted. <laughs> I have this one quote, what I think is one of the hottest things a guy could ever say in bed is when they're trying to, so they're all going at it. 
And Rylan looks at her and is like, relax and let me do the work. Sold. I am so sold. I am proposing. Um, if there's one thing I'm going to be, it's a pillow princess. And you can count on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, personally, Malachi was the hottest. And it could be because it was the possessiveness and the controlness of it all. But he also worshipped. Like, they all worshipped each other, worshipped her. And, like, she almost passed out each time. Like, it was just so intense. I think Malachi was hot because he was so clearly the one in charge. Like, the other men also answered to him. I personally think Rylan was the hottest. Mm. Big fan of him and his claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it goes Malachi, Rylan Wolf. Yeah, Wolf would be like fun for a time or two, but if I it, when he's compared to the others, it is it is no question. Yeah, the controlling the blood thing kind of like just scares me a little bit because I feel like because you see them getting so intense like when. And, like, when they're missed of it all, we see fire popping out from Malachi. Rylan's claws. You see Woof with the blood, like, and her almost bleeding out. So I'm kind of like, this is scary but hot. That's what I think makes it more fun. Like, it could actually kill you. You could actually die doing this. But, like, what a way to go. (laughs) (laughs) I personally think that what I liked about this is that it wasn't a reverse harem. They were all interconnected. And because wolf vampires are so old, right? They all had their own history. So I thought it was so hot that they had these one-on-one relationships. So Wolf and Mina could be fucking, but then in a different room, Rylan and Malachi could also be fucking. And then maybe they'd come together later but, like, they were fine to be independent, which was just, like, what a house to live in. No, it's really cool. And I forgot to mention this in my individual review. I thought the whole scene with the plan B was so fucking funny. Because these are vampires. Malachi hasn't been able to leave his house for, like, centuries. And she was like, we have to go buy plan B. And nobody understands what plan B is. Yeah, they're like, what is that? what plan B is because she's half human. So I just thought that it was so funny, just the conversation around Plan B, and like they're all like analyzing the pill, trying to like figure out what it was. So I thought that part was really funny. Yes, I loved it. How? Okay. So we talked a little bit about like vampire media, <laughs> and I have seen it all. Did you picture these vampires like Twilight vampires, like shiny? This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Or did you picture these vampires like Ian Summerholder? vampire diaries vampires or did you picture him like true blood vampires like where were you at on the scale i was vampire diaries on the scale mm, like a hot damon stefan klaus situation yep yep okay. i've never seen vampire diary like i've never <gasps> watched it i know i know but i like know what the characters look like is it on netflix has it been taken off of netflix no because i'm re-watching it right now with Seth. it just got moved to hbo max Okay. I am upset <laughs> in the Vampire Diaries. A critical oh piece. Oh, sorry. I'm upset that you've never seen the Vampire Diaries. That is a critical piece of vampire media that you have to watch. 
I know. I'm I'm like putting this all because not hockey season's about to start, so I'm just gonna be all like just watching sports. So I need to like carve out some time to like watch shows and stuff, and I'll be able to watch it. No, my seasons are this: Love Island. That's obviously summertime. The fall, Gilmore Girls, Vampire Diaries. Obviously, the winter. That's how I operate. So okay, so I am also a Gilmore Girls fan. So do you rewatch the OG Gilmore Girls or do you rewatch A Year in the Life? Oh, the OG, hundred percent. Same here. We just finished watching. My mom's favorite show is Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen it seven times through and through. She just finished watching rewatching it again, and I immediately hear the theme song playing, and <laughs> she restarts it again. You know how I realized that I'm growing up because I used to be, I still am a Tim Riggins girl. Okay. I've Tim Riggins all the way. But the older I get, now I'm a coach Taylor girl. Like if I had to pick anyone, it's going to be coach Taylor now. I think I have, I just have a theory. I think I really wish Friday Night Lights did another, did like exactly what Gilmore girls did a year in the life. Give me four episodes. Of how everything is going in the future. And so I think that Tim Riggins becomes Coach Taylor. He stays in Texas, Texas forever, sticks with football, and I think it would go. Every fall, I rewatch The Vampire Diaries, and Seth really gets into The Vampire Diaries too. So that's what we're doing right now. I'm not going to make it through spooky season without consuming all the vampire content. I just have to do it. It's just, I, I can't, can you watch scary movies? No. Okay, I also cannot watch scary movies. I don't do scary stuff. I don't either. A haunted house, count me out. I'm not going. I'm out. Your, guys, I have a story to tell you guys. So, uh, in Statesboro, so Statesboro supposedly had, like, Georgia's most haunted room. <laughs> <laughs> so, one night. For some, like everybody's out of town, but me, Sav, our best friend Ashley, and Seth were all in town, and so we decided to go <laughs> down this haunted road. Naturally, we made Seth drive, and I think he's Obviously. driving. He's driving this like was it? He was driving his Golf, like the little yeah. He was driving his Volkswagen, the ugliest, the opposite of a pussy magnet. Whatever that would be, a pussy deterrent. That was Seth's car. After we started dating, we got this piece of shit car. So we're going down this spooky road, and I don't know if we saw something, but that Seth got really spooked. Next thing I know, he is gonna get in reverse. I think we ran over an opossum and said uh, Armadillo. He just fucking creamed it. He was like, oh, I'm not stopping. Like he was 10 into white knuckle gripped. <laughs> the whole way back to our apartment. He was like, nobody could like Seth was focused on the road. Seth is he doesn't listen to the podcast. He downloads it and listens to the intro, but doesn't listen to the whole thing. So he will not hear me say this. Seth is a little bitch. He gets <laughs> if we are in a dire situation and someone is attacking us i have to man the fuck up and defend the household because he's not going to do it sav and i where we went to college had an abandoned meat packaging plant like where people were murdered 
<laughs> and me and Sab just went one random fall weekend with like a group of people that we were not really friends with. <laughs> this abandoned meat packaging plant. They have Santanic symbols posted. This place is creepy as shit. But we adventured. Here's the thing you get a couple drinks than us. I have FOMO. So I don't want to go anywhere that's scary. But you give at this time, you give me two strawberries. I'm fucking down. I'm down. Yes, yes. <laughs> we sure as heck went. We, we just kept walking past the no trespassing signs. We we're like, we're here for a good old time. Just a little frolic. That's all we were doing. See, and if my life would have been a book, some hot vampire would have come out, been me taking me, and I would have never been seen again. I would be flourishing right now. If this, if my life was a book, the owner of the meat packaging plant would have been like a hot billionaire, and I would have just ran into him. Meat packaging plant would have been a mafia situation, and you would have been kidnapped. Yeah, we would have had a happy ending. What I need. If you're out here, Rena Kent, if you're listening, I think this is up your alley. What I need is a mafia vampire ring. That it would definitely be in Rena Kent's alley too. That would be <laughs> so fucking good. Give me eight books. Eight books. Eight. Eight. Give me a whole series. I will box order that motherfucker and read it in a day. That would be so fucking good. Mm. Anyways, we took a little bit of a tangent. That's okay. <laughs> But this book was so spicy. There's there's so much spice. I don't even know where to go. Let me just slide and go to a random page, and I bet they'll be fucking on that one. <laughs> um, are you going to read the one, the book about the demon? 100%. 100%. I'm going to read the book about the beast. I think that Katie Crawford wrote. She basically wrote like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And so it's like fucking like a like a creature. <laughs> I don't know what that would be, but I'm gonna think I'm gonna read it. I like the concept in this book too that bites give more pleasure. So it's not weird to think about them biting her as they're having sex and like basically every time she gets bitten it's an immediate oh so no because there's literally do it all over the house all over the house okay i would like to talk about this one scene in particular because what i like the most is when mal she and malachi are hooking up and then wolf meanders in because he's so casual and joins and then they know that rylan is somewhere in the house And he's trying to be, like, not wanting to be involved. Like, he's trying to stay away so they can just feel him, like, hot and horny and angry and trying to stay away from them. But Wolf tugs Malachi's head back and licks the blood from me, from him biting me, and also licks him because they're hot. He shudders exquisite. You first, Malachi stands and pushes Wolf down on the couch next to me. Suck my cock while you're at it. So Malachi is so possessive and just bosses everyone around. And it's just truly biting an orgasm, a fucking an orgasm biting. It's just like an endless loop that we could be on forever. Imagine that life. And it's, it, I, 
it's amazing. You sh- if you haven't read this book, I don't know what you're doing here. Stop it. Pick it up. It's on Kindle Unlimited. For our listeners, she and um, her fiance are doing a road trip. And so Jasmine really likes fantasy. She orders this and she orders some of the Zodiac Academy books. And she sent me a screenshot. She texted her fiance. She's like, I need you to hide this book for me because I want to save it for our road trip. I was like, girl, and she was, she ordered it on Amazon specifically. So it would come the day they leave for the road trip. And then it came early. So she was like t- asking her fiance to like hide it. Cause, and I was like, girl, you're going to have him like pulling over on the side of the road. hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a great play. If you need, if you have a road trip with your person, honestly, it doesn't have to be your person. <laughs> road trip with a man (laughs) read this book in the passenger seat and it will lead you to do some freaky shit pro tips heard it here first so since we have three men you guys know that a fuck mary kill is coming (laughs) sav i want to know who are you what's your fuck mary kill all right I am, this is so hard. Okay, I'm going to kill Wolf. That's easy. But do I want to fuck Rylan or do I want to marry Rylan? I think I want to fuck Rylan and marry Malachi and kill Wolf, unfortunately. I think that this is the first time that we have the exact same fuck, marry, kill. Oh my gosh, are we the same? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wolf by Rylan, you have to experience it. But then Malachi is at forever. And you know that I you'll gotta be happy. say, I'm really tempted to marry Malachi or marry Rylan and fuck Malachi. Like I could switch those two back and forth. I just I texted Sam, I was like 12 pages in. And I was like, Malachi is my favorite. Truly, they like you are seven pages into this and they're fucking. And I was like, I'm not mad about it. No. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. Nope. I um I never leave my house without a book or a Kindle and I have like a break in between class. So I was like, I'll go read in my office. And I was like, thank God I'm in my office because I am right fucking red. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Okay. So we talked about the seven bloodlines. If you could pick a bloodline, which would you pick? So we had glamour, fire, controlling blood flow, or being able to shade shift. We don't really know what the other bloodlines are at this current moment. This is a hard one. I am in between controlling the blood flow and the fire. Oh, I'm in between the other two. I think I'm going to pick controlling blood flow. What would you want to do with that? I don't know. I just think that that's just so powerful. I mean, truly, you could kill everybody. Yeah. But it also can make, like, activities fun. 100%. 100%. Wolf made every activity more fun than he was a part of. Exactly. And, like, I think if vampires were ever on the chopping block, if you can control blood, you'll be safe. I think that if vampires were... Vampires would never be on the chopping block, though, because I think that they... I... <laughs> vampires are real. <laughs> <laughs> You don't? I, don't, I don't think vampires are real. I think, like, which, how would, no, I think, but how would we come up with all of this lore about them if they were okay, not real? That is true. I'm the same way about witches. 
But the thing is, like, after I watched Twilight, you know, little 13 or 14 year old me, I'm like, are you like, is the guy next to me a vampire? Because how would really, how would you know? It's like the whole aliens thing. I think they're real. I think that they exist. Do you think werewolves exist? Yeah. I mean, like, how else would you come up with all these stories? That's true. Like, they've been, people have been telling these stories for centuries. That's true. You know how, like, you low-key, high-key want to be dragged away to the mafia? Yes. I would willingly either become a vampire or, like, be sucked away into I just want to be swept away. And I think vampires probably would have galas. Imagine a black tie vampire event. Jessica. You gotta wear red. Got to. It's like, that's the thing. I want to be swept away by somebody where I can go to those kind of galas and wear that, like, that kind of, like, red dress or black dress or whatever. Okay. The bar is on the floor because you could just fuck a dude in the military and then he'd propose (laughs) to you and then you'd get to go to that ball. (laughs) I have to cut that out. But I mean, really, if that's what you want to do is go to a fucking ball. Not the military ball. <laughs> I have to cut that out, right? I can't leave that in. If I had to pick one of the four bloodlines, I think I'm going shape shifting. But I also like the idea of glamour. But like that freaks me out. Like you could turn into anyone and like manipulate anyone. But shape-shifting, could you technically become a human? I think yes. So that's what I'm doing. I want to be a bird. I want to fucking fly. Yeah, I'm thinking, going back to vampires are real. Like, what if you fell in love with somebody to just realize that they had the bloodline of glamour? That's what, like, Because oh. Nina was going through the thing where she was like, they're going to live for forever and I'm going to die. Like, that would be the worst possible situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that a lot of stories make it seem very pleasure-filled to be bitten by a vampire. Most of the shit that I've read that involves vampires makes it seem that way. So, I'm lining up. I'm lining up to be bitten. Savannah's gonna text me. Hey, gotta go. GPG. <laughs> See you in a little bit. XOXO. <laughs> okay. So if you're a vampire, hit us up. Please. Uh, please. If you're a vampire in the mafia, I'm done for. It's game over with. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to put Malachi Wolf and Rylan on the boyfriend pyramid. Our boyfriend pyramid has four levels. You've got ultimate friends with benefits at the bottom. One step above is meet the parents. One step above is white picket fence. And then the top is God tier. So I'm curious to know where you put them all. Wolf is ultimate friends with benefits. Rylan, white picket fence. And I know nobody is shocked that I put Malachi (laughs) at God tier. (laughs) If you're holding your breath. Pretends to be shocked. (laughs) I'm also going to put Wolf at Ultimate Friends with Benefits. 
I'm going to put Malachi at white picket fence and I'm going to put Rylan at God tier. That's what I'm doing. I think Malachi and Rylan have a lot of the same, like, personality traits, characteristics, and stuff. But just Malachi's leadership just does something. Are we going to talk about, hold on, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this until right now. Are we going to talk about the fact that Rylan, since he could shapeshift, could change his dick? <laughs> he could change his dick while he was inside of her. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with him. I think I've been dickmatized. When I read that line, I was like, Katie. Katie! Girl. <laughs> one, how do you come up with that? But two, that's a dream. Amazing. Incredible. 10 out of 10. Any dick you want, any day of the week. Exactly. I just, Ryland was rough. Malachi was hot and possessive, but he was very sweet and tender. Ryland was rough. He was getting after it with his dick changing. <laughs> yeah, Ryland and I can go to the chapel and get married. Anytime. In our little white picket fence. We're not going to a chapel. It's probably going to drag me to hell to get married and I would willingly <laughs> Ryland would be friends with Hades. A hundred percent. In the afterlife and the little underworld, they are besties. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of these things track. You know, when you put it like that, I put Hades as God's here. It just all makes sense. I did too. And Kay Robert has a Hades retelling. Yeah. Have you read it? Neon God? I haven't I haven't read it. It's in my Amazon cart. It's good. I'd recommend. Okay. Well. We did get off topic quite a bit this week in a great way. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our episode on Court of the Empire Queen. We loved this. We love, listen, we haven't done anything just like purely spice in quite a while. So you're welcome. Live your best bloody lives this week. Go hoard up. And while you're at it, read Court of the Empire Queen. If you listen to it, please just slide into our DMs. Let us know that you guys like this. If you guys have any suggestions of any books that you guys want us to cover, please let us know. Leave us a five-star rating because we really do like doing this for you guys. Yeah, all the things. Since The Do-Over by T.L. Swan, which is the last one in this series, just came out, we're going to take you back to the beginning of the series and do The Stopover by T.L. Swan next week. This is like a fan TikTok favorite it is a CEO, billionaire, boss romance. And so we are really excited to talk about it next week. As always, like Emily said, leave us a five-star review, connect with us on Instagram, and we will see you all next week. Bye guys. See you next week. Have a great week.